Welcome to Market Scale Retail. I'm your host, Sean Heath, and today I have the pleasure of having a conversation with Tony D'Onofrio, the CEO for TD Insights. Tony, how are you today? I am doing excellent. Thank you very much. I have to say I'm a little intimidated. You have quite a bit of experience in this space, and my intimidation is not based out of fear. It's just based out of there are so many fascinating questions I want to ask you, and I'm trying to narrow them down to the you know, 15 or 20,000, what was it about retail that, how did it hook you? How did retail really get your attention and make you realize this is the thing you're going to do? So my retail career started uh, over 30 years ago. I actually worked in a grocery store through college and high school, and that's how I got hooked on the industry. From there, I ended up actually in the IT space uh, believe it or not, selling cash registers, and then ended up in the security space. So I've been going back and forth between IT and security. And what fascinated me is technology and how technology can be applied to change the customer experience. So I became a student, really, of the industry, and I feel like uh, every day is a new day to learn something new. And that's what I've been doing lately: is just trying to see where this industry is going and actually predict in some ways what the new opportunities are for the industry going forward. What side of retail right now needs a little tender loving care to really get it up to where it needs to be? So in my point of view, the, the most important piece of retail that needs attention really is the physical interior of the store. To me, if you look at retail, it really hasn't changed much. It's in a lot of ways, it's still the 1950s. It still is an exchange of goods, but technology is in a different spot with mobile and the internet where uh, consumers are a lot more uh, uh, connected and really want to have a different experience when it comes to retail. And retail stores are not responding fast enough. For me, that, that means adding a lot more sensors inside the stores for consumers who are highly knowledgeable about what they're looking for to have a, a meaningful technology conversation that includes both the unempowered associate but also, more importantly, technology that allows that consumer to really have a positive customer experience. It does seem that from the retail side, that companies would really benefit more if they changed the mathematics of their cost-benefit analysis. It seems like they need to update that algorithm a little bit. I would agree. And in fact, uh, if you look at retail, retail is actually underspending when it comes to technology. Amazon, for example, is spending about $16 billion a year on innovation. That's why they've disrupted so many sectors, starting with the bookstores and moving on to other sectors. If you look at that kind of a spend, uh, it would take a dozen to 20 other retailers combined to get even close. And, that, and they would still have a lot of work to do because right now, for example, Amazon has about a thousand different technology experiences going on where they're trying to figure out what that next formula is. So innovation and innovation spend and figuring out what that next thing is, is what retailers need to figure out. And that means spending some money on innovation, but they have some issues in having very old legacy systems that they need to go through. And that's why if you look at markets like China, for example, where they started from a different perspective, they're actually ahead of the U.S. in terms of the amount of innovation that they've deployed in retail. 
And it's not even so much, I don't think you have to be the one who innovates, but you have to invest in at least keeping up. How far behind can they get before it really starts to seriously affect their bottom line? Well, it's actually happening already. If you look at the uh, retail industry today, especially in the United States, what you're seeing, and in in some circles, it's been called the retail apocalypse or the end of retail. In fact, it's not. What is happening, retail is still growing, but it's growing in sectors and for brands that have figured out that formula for growth. And it's really two sectors. It's the luxury brands or it's really, and if you look at luxury, it's all about branding and differentiated branding experience. And it's the price conscious retailers on the other end of the spectrum, such as the Walmarts and the TJXs and the dollar stores that have figured out that formula in terms of how do we engage the consumer effectively. The retailers that are struggling are the ones that are in the middle that really have not figured out what, what their brand stands for and or they are not the price leader when it comes to the consumer, hence they're, they're getting lost. And that's why you see retail being transformed with retailers really that have struggled to keep up going out of business. Do you find that customers, as a general rule, are more comfortable paying a little bit more for something they really like versus getting something they're kind of eh, okay about at a lower price? So price to me is it has a direct coloration to the value of the brand. So the, the stronger you can present your brand experience, the more the consumer is willing to pay more. And the classic example of that is Apple. Everybody knows that you're paying more for an Apple device, but you are buying that experience. And in fact, if you look at Apple stores, they have the highest sales per square foot in the world. So branding is really what drives that price equation. But as I said a few minutes ago, there are strategies that you can adopt in terms of going and being on the other side of the spectrum and being price conscious, but then you have to deliver that at scale. And what that means over time is like you look at the Walmart model. Walmart, for example, has evolved where they actually now have created a strong online presence by buying Jet, and they're trying to deliver a unified, lower-cost kind of an approach both online and offline. So it's changing in terms of what the price means, but you need to have a strong brand if you want to be a premium brand or you got to be price conscious and you got to leverage technology to deliver that price at scale across a multiple platform. Well, let's talk about some of those technologies. Let's stay out in the in the physical world for just a bit and let's talk about IoT technologies because that really seems to be an amazing opportunity for brick and mortar stores to utilize in a way that helps simplify and increase their efficiency, but also helps them curate a better experience for their customers. Having worked as much as you have in security and in technology, what do you think are some of the positives that you're seeing with regard to IoT, maybe RFID tags, either in pallets or in individual packages? How do you see that affecting the overall retail industry? So IoT is coming into the retail space. Uh, it, it needs to come faster, but it is coming. Two examples that I'm seeing is one is RFID, and you're seeing brands like Zara, Macy's, and others adopting aggressively RFID 
to actually make sure that they have the products on the shelf available for sale. Uh, the worst that you can do is not have the product available when a consumer is trying to buy. In fact, I just saw a recent study, 52% of the time, if I cannot find the product I'll, in the store, I will immediately switch to buying it, typically from your competitor online. So RFID is one of those technologies that progressive retailers have figured out, if I know where the inventory is, then I can make it available. And, and in fact, Macy's has turned all their stores into distribution centers, so they have this program called almost like pick to the last unit and they have visibility to all the products across the stores, and they make them available versus before you, you, you could not risk with only a 60 to 70% inventory accuracy to make that, that item available on sale. So that's one example. The other one that's emerging to me right now is video analytics. I think video analytics, a camera that used to be in the old days, be targeted at uh, people uh, stopping people from stealing or, or being an audit device is now becoming really a, a computer that's looking at an image and through that, through that connectivity of that image, actually being the, able to deliver better customer experience by knowing where the consumers are in the stores, what they like, don't like, and how, how long they spend in stores and so on. So to me, those two are, are a couple of examples. Now, one of the things that causes a lot of anxiety for a consumer is hearing RFID, that there's a tracking in my bag of M&Ms. That's something that makes me nervous. Let's clarify that. Store's main reason for RFID is inventory control. The ability to minimize not only uh, loss, but to maximize efficiency and make sure that you have that product on hand. Walmart is not trying to track my can of Pringles to my pantry. So RFID is a technology is really applied exactly for what you just said, which is the inventory visibility. It's to provide the retailer the visibility of where the products are in the store so they can be sold on across a, a myriad of channels. Without a technology su such as RFID, as I said, accuracy is typically 60 to 70%. RFID raises that accuracy to 99 plus percent. So a, a retailer can be assured that that product is actually available for sale. There is no tracking going on beyond being to physically know that that item is available and it's in stock. Today, also, RFID is primarily applied in higher value goods, and it's the most popular on apparel items. So, uh, again, Macy's, Lululemon, uh, Zara are retailers that apply it to apparel. It will come to other goods, but today it is being applied as an inventory tracking product, primarily on higher value goods, especially in the apparel space. Another real benefit to that RFID concept is the fact that it generates data that can then be put in, in touch to, to artificial intelligence as far as helping manage the, as you mentioned, manage inventory, but it can also manage uh, knowing the most efficient place to put these shirts or these shoes sell 3% faster if they're on this end of this row versus on the other side of the store. Do you find artificial intelligence starting to play a role in the way that physical stores are laid out? 
artificial intelligence is a coming technology, it's an emerging technology. Uh, you're starting to see some examples, but the key to artificial intelligence is really what you just said, which is uh, data. And the greater the amount of data, the more you can actually data mine that information and find the nuggets, and then through artificial intelligence adapt. One of my favorite um, quotes that I've seen, data is bad food for our AI or artificial artificial intelligence. The, it, the key is gathering as much data as possible. And in your example, RFID is exactly one of those because actually in RFID, every single garment or every single item in the store is serialized as an individual item. The more data you can put into a data lake or a data-centric location to analyze, the more then you can use artificial intelligence and other tools to drive improved and much more connected customer experiences. And now let's bring it around full circle back to the human element, because the more information that we can gather and feed into these systems, that means there are more mundane tasks that are time consuming that we can take off of our store associates hands and we can evolve them. They're not so much store associates as I think you've called them store ambassadors. They can actually focus on the human element of retail and worry less about having to know exactly how many shovels we have in the back. So I agree with the comment that you just said. One of the most important elements to me of the future of retail, especially for the branded or the luxury or the higher end goods, is to have brand ambassadors which are really store associates that love the brand, actually use the brand, know, have a lot of knowledge of the brand, and actually engage in an intelligent conversation with the consumers. One of the problems today in stores is typically a, a consumer walks in with a lot more knowledge than the store associate that's sitting in the store, because typically that consumer has done homework through our smartphone or, or on the internet, and knows exactly what they're looking for, and though they actually will do it at the shelf while they're standing in front of the items. Then when they ask the associate, that associate, unless he is that brand ambassador, is really of no help. So empowering associates through technology again to make them these brand ambassadors, to me, is one of the most critical evolution that retail needs to evolve to on a go-forward basis. And that's across all sectors. It's not just the luxury goes. I think even in in the, in the price sector, if there is an associate in the store, that associate better be carrying a mobile device and better be able to have a mobile intelligent conversation with that consumer when they walk into the store. For the final question today, I want to talk about Amazon's concept, the move they made to actually start creating physical spaces for the Amazon experience. So they take that that knowledge they've gained with curating the online portal, and they put that into physical brick and mortar locations. Is that the direction that retail has to move in order to thrive? Do they have to start curating more precisely for each customer? The magic of Amazon to me is the prime and the prime program that they have. They, there's now about a hundred million consumers on the prime program with the vast majority of the United States, but they also have some international. That prime program drives loyalty. And, and if what you're seeing today is actually that loyalty being driven into physical stores. 
the the other uh to me uh, activity that Amazon has figured out is you cannot survive in the future by just being an online retailer. You do need physical presence where you can engage, test concepts, and extend your value proposition online into the actual physical stores. And you're going to see that uh, you're going to see that as a continuing trend where online only retailers will open physical stores and extend through technology that customer experience and engagement. Uh, you also see Amazon testing this uh, scan and go approach where you can basically pick up the product or actually pick up the product and just walk out technology. Those are all experiments that are leading to new concept in retail. And again, those type of examples actually been around in places like China. So, for example, we are amazed here in the U.S. that there is one Amazon Go store open. There's actually about 200 of those already open in China. So this concept of technology being able to dive differentiated experience and extending the the uh, the Prime program into physical store or the loyalty program into physical store are really key components that's driving that transformation that more retailers need to adopt. Well, I really want to thank you for taking the time to, to have this conversation with me. It's been just really interesting. Today, I've had the pleasure of having a chat with the CEO for TD Insights, Tony D'Onofrio. Tony, thanks so much. This has really been a pleasure. I have enjoyed it tremendously. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com slash industries. And if you have a chance, subscribe to the MarketScale publications for the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries.